So you're thinking about running, but not sure how to take the first step. My name's Brian Patterson, and I'm here to help. And welcome to Brian's Rompod. back to Brian's ROM pod. Well, in this episode, we're going to be looking at AI for running. Is it a useful tool for running? It's been in the news a lot recently. So what we're going to cover is what is AI? Is it something that we have to be wary of? What are the differences from using AI to normal training programs? And what other online training resources are there? So let's go right to the beginning. So What is AI? Artificial intelligence is a topic that has been discussed in philosophy and science fiction for decades, but it's rapidly becoming reality. In 2017, AI became a household name. It was all over the news every day with companies like Google investing billions of dollars into developing more and more AI applications. AI covers some really fascinating topics from how we design intelligent machines to what our future might look like when these machines are more ubiquitous than humans. But what exactly is it? What are we so excited about? Artificial intelligence is the science of making machines that can think like humans. It can do things that are considered smart. An example might be when Siri tells you when it will rain in your city today. In this part of the podcast, I'll break down some basics of AI so we can better understand what it means in a more simplistic way. What do people really think of AI? When people are asked about AI, they usually think about of Hollywood blockbusters like The Terminator. It's not surprising when talking to someone who has never heard or has never seen or any mention of artificial intelligence before often conjure up images similar to those found within movies such as a Terminator, something which most might consider an accurate representation, though. They think we are at the point where AI can do all things for us, take care of our jobs, make decisions without consulting with humans and so forth. Now, stick with me as I get back to running, I promise. Um, I just wanted to give you some background as to what it is. Okay, you're asking, tell me more. Artificial intelligence involves using computers to do things that traditionally require human intelligence. AI can process large amounts of data in ways that humans cannot. The goal for AI is to be able to do things like recognize patterns, make decisions and judge like humans. To do this, we need lots and lots of data inputted into them. AI is the very foundations of some things like image recognition and classification. It's also changing how we make decisions, for example. It can be used to predict traffic light systems or when we get your coffee in the morning. So I hear there is this thing called machine learning. Well, machine learning, or ML, is a subset of artificial intelligence and is the science of getting computers to learn and act as humans do. In traditional programming, a computer is given input, data, and an algorithm to produce the output. Now, when I say algorithm, it is basically a function. Like, for instance, you give me two numbers, like 2 and 2, and we use a, a function 
a calculation to add them together to make four. That's basically what it is in simple terms. If a computer is given input data with the corresponding output data so it can learn the algorithm itself and therefore continue to predict the right output data, it is called supervised learning. Alternatively, if a computer is given a complex set of input data with no corresponding output data, the machine identifies the relationships in the data to provide valuable insights for decision makers. It is called unsupervised learning. Why machine learning is such a big deal? The advent of machine learning has made programming easier. Before this, programmers had to write instructions to the computer to follow. But if there was a variable that was not on the instructor's instructions, it would stop working. The problem is that technology is used in different ways. There are so many possible things to write rules for that it's not possible. To use machine learning, programmers can give few basic suggestions to the base rule and then let machines learn from possibilities. Driverless cars are a good example. People don't need to write out instructions to how to deal with every possible thing that could happen involving a pedestrian. Instead, they can teach the car not to hit pedestrians and provide it with millions of pictures of pedestrians walking near roads. This will help the car know what it needs to do when it sees something similar in the future. So, how is machine learning changing our lives? With machine learning, our computers can finally be more intelligent. It's not good by itself, so it needs other things to do that. For example, recommendations are powered by machine learning. This is true for recommendations on Google, Netflix, and Amazon. These same principles also apply to Facebook and Instagram ads. There are so now there are now generally viable alternatives for completing complex, time-consuming tasks with something other than human. So what's this thing called ChatGPT I hear you keep I I keep hearing about well, ChatGPT is an AI chatbot that uses natural language processing to create human-like conversational dialogue. The language model can respond to questions and compose various written content, including articles, social media posts, essays, code, and emails. ChatGPT is a form of generative AI, a tool that lets users enter prompts to receive human-like images, texts, or videos that are created by AI. So ChatGPT is similar to the automated chat services found on customer service websites. As people can ask it questions or request clarification to ChatGPT replies, the GPT stands for Generative Pre-Trained Transformer, which refers to how ChatGPT processes requests and formulates responses. ChatGPT is trained with the reinforcement learning through human feedback and the reward models that rank the best responses. This feedback helps augment and augment ChatGPT with machine learning to help improve future responses. So who created ChatGPT? OpenAI and an AI research company created and launched the ChatGPT in November 2022. It was founded by a group of entrepreneurs and researchers, including Elon Musk and Sam Altman, in 2015. OpenAI is backed by several investors, with Microsoft being the most notable. OpenAI has also created uh, DAL-E, an AI text-to-art generator. 
So how does ChatGPT work? ChatGPT works by attempting to understand your prompt and then spitting out strings of words that predicts will best answer your question based on the data it was trained on. Let's actually talk about that training. It's a process where, it, where the nascent AI is given some ground rules and then is either put in situations or given loads of data to work through in order to help develop its own algorithms. Now, let's... I know what you're saying. Let's bring it back to running. So I thought you'd... I would ask ChatGPT, how is ChatGPT useful to runners? So it says, training and coaching. ChatGPT can provide personalized training and coaching advice to runners. It can offer guidance on creating training plans, setting goals, structuring workouts based on specific needs and abilities. The other thing it said, it said injury prevention, rehabilitation. ChatGPT can help runners with injury prevention and rehabilitation by providing information on proper running form, exercises for strengthening specific muscles and tips to recovering from common running injuries. Nutrition and hydration. ChatGPT can offer insights and recommendations on nutrition and hydration for runners. It can suggest pre- and post-run meals, discuss the importance of proper hydration and provide guidance on fueling strategies during long-distance runs. Motivation and goal setting. ChatGPT can serve as a virtual running companion, offer motivation, encouragement, accountability. It can help you set realistic goals track your progress and provide reminders to stay on track with your training. Also, race strategy and pacing. If you're preparing for a race, ChatGPT can help you develop a race strategy based on distance, course and your fitness level. It can provide pacing advice, suggest strategies for tackling hills or adverse weather conditions and offer mental preparation techniques. Equipment and gear. ChatGPT can provide recommendations on running shoes, clothing and other gear based on your preferences, budget and running style. It can help you understand the features and benefits of different products to make informed purchasing decisions. General running knowledge. ChatGPT can answer a wide range of running related questions such as the benefits of cross training, the role of rest and recovery tips of running in different weather conditions and guidance on running etiquette. It's important to note that while ChatGPT can provide value for information and support, it doesn't replace the expertise of a qualified coach, trainer and medical professional. For personalised or medical advice, it's always best to consult with a professional who can assess your individual needs and circumstances. In fact, we will be having, uh, well... If you if you do subscribe to the podcast, we will we are talking to a running coach professional. Um, so please look out for that episode. So why don't I ask it for a program? This is this is the question or message I, I gave them. Give me a five kilometer training program for somebody whose best time for the five k is thirty three minutes. They want to be able to do the five k in thirty minutes. And here's a training, a 5K training program for somebody aiming to improve their time from, this is what it says, from 33 minutes to 30 minutes. This program spans eight weeks and gradually increases both the mileage and intensity to help you build speed and endurance. Remember to listen to your body, adjust the plan if needed, and consult with a healthcare professional before starting any new exercise program. 
I'll just give you the first couple of weeks, otherwise we'll be here forever. <laughs> so week one, day one, easy run, walk for 20 minutes. Day two, rest or cross-training. So when it says cross-training, it could be cycling or swimming. Day three, interval training, warm up with a five-minute jog, then do six times 400-meter repeats at a challenging pace. Take a one to two-minute recovery walk or jog between each repeat. Finish with a five-minute cool-down jog. Day four, rest or cross-training. Easy run, day five, easy run for 25 minutes. Day six, rest. And day seven, long run, walk for 30 minutes. So week two, day one, easy run for 25 minutes. Day two, rest or cross-training. Day three, a fart clerk training, which is basically for speed play. So warm up for five-minute jog, then do a five times one-minute hard efforts, followed by one minute of easy jogging or walking, finished with a five-minute cool-down jog. Day four, rest or cross-training. Then day five, easy run for 30 minutes. Day six, rest, and then on day seven, a long run walk for 35 minutes where this has the advantage compared to other algorithmic 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 um, training programs um, you can add as many variables as you want tailor it to your wants and needs i just asked a very specific basic question with regards to improving my 5k time from 33 minutes to 30 minutes so i could have said i can only train four times a week so, um, or three times a week. So it, it may give you uh, a, a longer time frame to accomplish that. There's no guarantees that you will accomplish that. Obviously, it depends on, you know, the effort you put in. Now, I thought I'd do a bit of an experiment and ask the same question to a running app. And what I use is RunKeeper. And this is what I came up with. So day one, um, easy run for 3K at six, seven minute pace. Day two, easy run for 3K at seven minute pace. And then day three is same again. Day four, easy run at 3K for seven minute pace. And then uh, again, day five, easy run. 3k seven minute pace day two a little bit different 2.8 kilometer surges intervals which is between 515 to 735 minute pace it it would may ask you to do let's say a five minute warm-up or a 400 meter warm-up and then you do the the interval session then day seven arrest so week two um easy run at a 3k at seven minute pace day Day two, again, the same. Oh, day two, day two would be an easy run for 5K at seven-minute pace. Day three, again, the same, easy run for 5K at seven-minute pace. And then day four, easy run for 3K at seven-minute pace. Then day five, easy run for 3K at seven-minute pace. And then day six, that 2.8-kilometer surges, intervals between 5.15 to 7.35. Uh, pace and then day seven rest. So they are very different. The the um, uh, the app um, was very specific in terms of the pace you had to go. So in summary, now with RunKeeper app, as I said, um, uh, it, which is a more algorithmic uh, function based method, as there are other apps that do the same as RunKeeper. Um, asked me how many times a week I wanted to run. 
what time did I want to complete it in? How many times a week did I want to run? Um, you know, how have I run before? Uh, and what was my best or last best uh, my time for the last time I ran that distance? Um, I've used the app for many years and tweaked some of the variables, like not running four times a week and taking it down to three times a week. Um, there is definitely a pattern, like for instance, at the weekend, it would gradually increase your long runs. Also, the intervals will start at 3K and then gradually increase to maybe 5K and then maybe you will do tempo runs. Um, I suppose you could say that I don't have anything against cats, but there is more way, more than one way to skin a cat. Then again, there are so many ways to slice and dice, whatever. It, it really comes down to what works for you. If you had a personal coach, then they would personally assess you and give you a more tailored program and be obviously more creative as to the type of training that that you that you would do. Uh, so to come to think of it, sort of the, the major change between the AI program and RunKeeper is that Runkeeper is an app, and it just monitor, and it monitors your progress. So, when you complete a session, it knows what you have done, uh, just like the other famous app that counts to five k. Or if you have not met the predetermined mileage for the week, it will change the program and you have to go back a week. Whereas ChatGPT is just giving you a template, and and is not really sort of set in stone. And I suppose. What I'm saying is that there's no feedback. So, for instance, um, I know when you use the RunKeeper app, um, you're inputting the actual exercise or the session that you've done. And you'll say once you've finished for the week, you'll come up with a little uh, badge saying, well done, you completed it for the week. Whereas on the chat GPT is just giving you a, as I said, a, a template. But I suppose you could put those sessions within, let's say, an app like Strava or even RunKeeper. Um, but that's, it's, it's, it's whatever suits you and whatever your uh, predilection, uh, whatever you feel is more comfortable with you, um, for you. Uh, as I said, I, I've been using the RunKeeper app for quite a while, and maybe it might be worth just trying something a little different. Anyway, um, I hope I've given you a little bit of a flavour about um, AI. I thought it'd be a good subject to cover because it is very much in the news. You know, there isn't a day goes by or a week goes by without people talking about it, and just wanted to know as to um, how it might be useful for you know, people who are starting out their journey in terms of, of running. So now um, I thought we'd come up to a tip of the week, um, as I haven't done a tip of the week for quite a while. Um, so again, this is a, an Apple Watch uh, tip of the week. And, and this week, it'll be a little bit different as I'll do it do a tip also for the Garmin watch and I'll put some links in the show notes for these tips. The Apple watch tip of the week is to turn on auto pause. If you don't have the luxury of running in the blissful countryside, it can be very frustrating every time you come across 
a road and you need to stop. Nice to catch your breath, but not great for the average pace. Auto pause means you don't have to hit that digital crown and side button every time you need to pause the clock. So to turn auto pause on, open the watch app on your iPhone and head to the My Watch tab. From here, tap on Workout and then Auto Pause. Uh, and you can toggle Auto Pause on and off, which will see your Apple Watch pause when it detects a change in pace and then start again when you get moving. So um, for Garmin, um, to make uh, uh, the little tip of the week for 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 Garmin uh, your Garmin watch can be very helpful for your intervals if you're out exercising and you feel like doing intervals you can easily use the back lap button on the watch when the watch is in the process of tracking a run and you press back your, your watch will start a new mileage count and you'll want to do 500 meter interval so you just need to press the lap back and then when you complete the 500 meters the watch will start to a new mileage count so um, if you want to gain more control of your intervals you can also create them before you go in your run on the watch or in the garmin's connect and that's a wrap for another exhilarating episode of brian's run pod Thanks for tuning in, folks. As always, we've got your back with all things running. And next week, get ready for some awesome beginner hints and tips to kickstart your running journey. Oh, and before we sign off, exciting news. We're now available on YouTube. So whether you're pounding the pavement or chilling at home, you can catch us there too. Plus, we have a new feature on the podcast. You can now send me a message. Yep, you heard it right. Brian's Rompod has become interactive with the audience. If you look at the top of the episode description, tap on send us a text message. You can tell me what you think of the episode or alternatively what you would like covered. If you're lucky, I might even read them out on the podcast. Hey, if you want to keep up with the latest updates, behind the scenes fun and even some exclusive content, make sure to follow me on social media. You can find me on Twitter or should I say X at Brian's Rompod. We've also just launched a shiny new Facebook page. Simply search for Brian's Rompod and give us a like. And don't forget to hop on over to Instagram where you can catch all our visual adventures at Brian's Rompod. For those of you who love diving deep into the episodes, head over to our website, www.briansrompod.co.uk. And there you'll find detailed show notes, handy chapter markers, make it too easy to navigate through our favourite discussions. Please leave a review as it will always help find peel others find this podcast. Music is by Happy Days by Stock Audio, not forgetting artwork by Alice Patterson. Till next week, thanks again for listening. 